0: The fortune is in the follow-up, right? So that's what it's all about. And like that initial conversation, right? So someone downloads your brochure or fills in, does your quiz or whatever. You send them a text message immediately. What happens if they don't respond? You just just give up? I'll send another text message to say, hey, just checking in from a message yesterday. Just wanted to see if you need any help. Super simple.
1: Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. This episode is brought to you by Interior Design Life and Business Coach Desi Cresswell. Go to DesiCreswell.com to find out more about her new course, which actually launches today as this episode airs on June 16th. The enrollment is for The Out of Overwhelm. My goodness, this is going to be a game changer for you guys who are sitting around procrastinating, you know, twiddling your thumbs just because there's just so much on your plate. Check it out. Check it out at DesiCreswell.com slash coaching. That's DesiCreswell.com slash coaching, or stay tuned for the break to get some more details. Hey there. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am your host, Darla Jethro Powell. I am the Grand High Poobah of Wingnut Social, a marketing agency for the interior design industry and a couple of other verticals. But come on, let's admit it. Interior designers are the best. Shh, Our secret. I am fueled today by Frosted Mini Wheats by Kellogg's, not a sponsor. <laughs> But I hope that you are easily as fueled and sugared up and ready to go. Today's interview is all about C commerce with my amazing guest, Paul Ace. C You heard me right. C-Commerce. C is in Charlie. C is in uh cockamamie? <laughs> I don't know too many C-words off. C is in Coca-Cola. Mm. Um, yeah, so you've all heard of e-commerce. I'm sure e-commerce has been bandied about for the last, what, 20 years or so? God, how old am I? But Paul is going to talk to us about C-commerce, what that means for your business, what that means for your high-end business, and it is the way of the future. It's the way we're going to speak to clients, it's our vernacular, it's our relationship with clients, and we're going to dig deep and get some true golden nuggets of wingnut wisdom from Paul Ace. But before I do that, y'all know what time it is. Oh, and I would like to dedicate this theme song for the mini new sesh. To Summer Sterling of Tavish Interiors. You're welcome. <laughs> it's time for men news. Men news sash. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Instagram has been kind of pow powing, penalizing us, hitting us in the uh, the hand with the ruler with their virtual nuns for sharing posts to stories you know how you can just automatically use the little airplane thing and send it to your story and share it. Uh, we, you will still get some traction. Well, especially now, wait, wait till the end of this. But they have been um, giving us demerits for that because they've said that they want only original content in the stories because the stories are kind of overpopulated. People don't have time, yada, yada, yada. So this is a thing that's been a thing over on Instagram. However, it recently they had a bug in their algorithm and A lot of these posts that were getting shared to stories were blocked, like totally erased from the storyline. Celebrities like Gigi Hadid um, et al. were uh, tweeting about, tweeting, listen to me, tweeting. So that's Twitter. It's another episode. We're we're sharing posts or the stories about the conflict over in Israel, the Palestinian Israel conflict. And Instagram was effectively censoring them. They were removing them, not just from celebrities, but from anybody. It was, there was something they're saying. Who knows what the real story is? It could be a, that there was a bug in the algorithm that was removing these. So Instagram has done a full 180. Thank you, Dua Lipa. And decided, you know what? We're not going to penalize guys for sharing other people's posts in the stories, which is totally a legal thing that Instagram you know, has set up for us to do. And I think that's for two reasons. A, they were going to engender, and they already have, engendered some serious bad will and bad vibes, bad mojo juju on the public for censoring these posts, which regardless of how it happened, happened. And B, they don't want to deal with it. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have time to write a new algorithm. So they're like, hey, let's just say that in our great infinite wisdom, we're going to, you know, not penalize you guys for sharing because this is something you all want. Okay, great. Okay, bye. You happy? Okay, great. Bye. Send us money. Buy ads for our, our Instagram story. So this is something that we do at Wingnut Social on behalf of our clients a lot. On Darla Powell Interiors, I have 21,000 some odd followers. So for our clients, every now and then we'll share a story and and tag, you know, the client to, to get them more followers. So it's very helpful. We've seen relatively okay response on that, but if you are out there and you're sharing posts to your stories and you've noticed, hmm, this isn't getting as much traction as my regular stories, try it again. See if there's a difference. Because it just might be. And that is it for today's mini-news sesh brought to you by Summer Sterling of Tavish Interiors. Mini-news sesh! Yeah! That out of the way, let's get into my interview with Paul Ace. Let me tell you a little bit about the man. Paul Ace is popularizing the concept of CCOM through the science of conversion, conversation, and automation. He founded Amplify CCOM, which helps grow businesses past seven figures through 80% human like and 20% human experience. Amplify combines human psychology and automation to create more profits in their customers' pockets. And who the hell doesn't want that? Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Paul Ace to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Paul Ace. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you?
0: I am fantastic, Darla. Great to be on the show and give some value to your audience.
1: I cannot wait to get into it with you. I was teasing the audience in the intro that we are going to get into CECOM. And no, I did not misspeak. Everybody's used to e but CECOM is something entirely new to me and I'm sure to the audience. So tell us before we get into it, what the hell is it?
0: Yeah. So CECOM stands for conversational commerce right So you if you look back into the early 2000s when people are like ecom, what's that? I don't don't know what that's all about and now everyone talks about ecom just because of of what it is. Now uh, some people are starting to talk about conversational commerce, which is about basically building conversations with people and, and a conversational way of selling. So that can be, for example, using SMS messenger voicemail drops uh using personalized images all those kind of things together and we we use those to create an 80 percent human-like experience and then a 20 percent human experience so all the grunt work that you usually do on the front right if you were doing manual outreach we create an experience where you can automate that part but it feels human-like and then we hand over to humans after that for the rest of the conversation which guides more people to sales
1: so when you say human-like, what are we talking about here? What differentiates the human-like from you know the stuff that we're normally used to?
0: Sure. So you know, if typically, have you ever had a promotional text message, Darla? So like, let's—I oh, don't know. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and and how do they typically go? It's like, hey, fifty percent off today. Click here. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then I click stop. I, I type in stop, and then I'm like, please. Do not bother me.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. So the way we differ is let's say someone just requested a, a free brochure, right? So let's say it's a, you're doing the interior design and, and someone requests a free brochure on your site. Now, if you're ga- gathering their phone number at that point, you could straight away send them a text message within that first five minutes to say, Hey, Darla, notice you just downloaded the brochure. Appreciate you. Uh, would love to hear what kind of project you're looking for.
1: Oh, right. I like that. That's a different approach. Not too many designers that I know are doing that for sh- for sure. Something like that is automated. You would have that set up like an automatic kind of thing. Because I know that one thing that there's really a time suck for interior designers is doing everything manu- manually instead of having systems and processes and an automation in place.
0: Yeah. So uh, on that note, like I say, we this is why we do an 80% human-like experience. So like, if you were going to manually reach out, that's pretty much what you'd say, right? So instead is we go, well, what would we normally say? And then let's set up a automation that sends that message out. And then that sends a notification to that person. So like, let's say you're a solopreneur. If you're a solopreneur, then it might, we could set it up to send a, a text notification to you to say, hey, someone has just replied to this text message. Go into the app and respond to them. Or you could have a let's say you're working on the computer, you could have a push notification that pops up that says so and so is just giving you a new reply. So then you can be on that within five minutes of that first reply. And then start that back and forth conversation. So instead of going, oh, okay, cool we're going to elongate this conversation where usually it's like, okay, I'm going to download your brochure and then we're going to go away and think about it. And you might send a couple of emails afterwards and then they don't respond or book in a a call or a consultation and then that's it. It's just like, oh yeah, lead magnets don't work. Instead by going, well, how about I could have a conversation with every lead? Because then what if they're not a good fit for you, right? Then, well, pretty much every lead has got something and when I say lead, we shouldn't really say lead either. Every person that opts in for something on your site has got something in their life that they're not happy with. So it might be, might be, hey, I want this interior designer for this particular reason. Or they might be asking for a service that you don't really provide. They might be like, actually, I don't want the interior design. I just want someone to actually go and paint my house. But I opted in for the wrong <laughs> thing right
1: that happens something you said there i really love is you you know you change lead say not a lead because leads really we have a habit of saying okay this person or inbound or you know as a number but they're really live flesh and blood living breathing human beings so i think that's something that you address as well with the philosophy of c-commerce versus e-commerce correct
0: sure you you know and I think the main reason people link e-com and c is just because they sound similar, right? They're, they're not mm-hmm. intrinsically linked. However, at the, at the same time, you can use c-com to make more e-com sales, whether that be your high-ticket products, whether that be a $7 offer, what whatever it is. You meet, meet the person where they're at in the buyer journey. And we, we say you've got to remember every single person going through your process is a human beating heart. And right. when you guide them to the next step of the journey, whether that be, hey, yeah, just what kind of thing are you looking for? And if they say, oh, I'm looking for someone to paint my house, you can then monetize that lead by going, oh, what kind of thing are you looking for with that? Because what would happen usually is you send an automated email out to them, or or you don't get back to me in 24 hours if you've got no automation, you don't get back to them for about 48 hours with an actual quote or anything like that. But then you're doing this one size fits all approach. So you, you have that conversation and you're going, hey, oh, yeah. So we do this on interior design and we do this on interior design. They're like, I was looking for a house painter. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and then you're like, oh, OK. So but if you'd had that conversation beforehand, you can say, OK, cool. You're looking for a house painter. Well, what kind of how big your house? And then then you can, let's say you've got the right referral network where you're like, I know this amazing house painter. You can go to them and say, I've got this red hot lead, right? I've got this red hot person who is ready, ready to get the house painted. They've got this many rooms in the house. They've got this, they've got this, got this. And then when you start going to referral partners and say, going with hot referrals like that, we call them, you know, hot transfers, essentially, mm-hmm. then what is the likelihood that they're going to give you more referral commission than someone who just goes, oh, yeah, I'll send them to you. And then they just go, hey, meet so-and-so. But if you can go, hey, here's all the details. We've already done all the pre-frame for you. They are ready to buy. And you say, usually, I know you give 10% referral commission, but if if you did 20% and we brought you someone who was primed and ready to buy, is that worth it for you? And they say, yeah, 100%. Because the best way to frame that kind of thing is, Well, how much does it cost you to acquire a customer? And they go, oh, usually like twenty five percent of whatever we make. You're like, great. So if you give us twenty percent, and we'll give you someone that you don't need to sell, would you be up for that?
1: Yeah, that's a win win for sure. If you can, if they're not an ideal customer for you, and they don't want to use your client for you, and they don't want to use your services, if you have someone to sub that out to and make that commission, that's semi passive income, I guess you would say.
0: Sure, which is which is you know always. The word that has been on my board since the start of January is leverage. We we ask ourselves every day. I've even got a mind movie uh, that I watch every morning that says, how can I create leverage today? And that that can be, for example, like I say, starting a conversation with someone. Hey, if they're a great fit, then just look at how, how much you've reduced that sales cycle down. So you could, you could take someone from not ever have heard about you to closing that sale and then be come in a client or a customer within 24 hours as opposed to the oh I just need to go and think about things (laughs) and then I'm going to go I'm just getting quotes I'm just getting quotes right so you have that power on that first connection with that person to outdo all the competition and be better than everyone else so we used to have a bridesmaids dress business and as you do and one of the things (laughs) (laughs) one of the things I used to do on that is every time someone bought a fabric sample, right, for the, for the bridesmaids' dresses that we're about to buy, I would send them a personal video message, personally me, every single time. And I would just like, hey, thanks so much for ordering your free sample. I know you're probably going through a lot of different options and everything at the moment. And firstly, I just wanted to say I'd love to welcome you into our Facebook group community. Loads of other brides to be in there that are going through the same things as you are, and we'd love to have you as part of that. Right? No heavy sell. Or anything like that, but what did I do? I brought them further into our world.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you use a, an app, something like Bonjour or something like Correct. that? Because we use that here. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a. We've had actually had a whole episode on that. We'll put a link to the Bonjoro app in the in the show notes. Yeah, you've got Bonjoro, um,
0: Bombom. There's, there's quite a lot of them out there. And now, I mean, like I've got my own podcast and, and something that I, I want to do more. Of. I've I've I have, I'm not doing it consistently yet, but I will be. Is like an hour or so before the podcast, I'll record a Loom video to the guest that's about to be on and just say, Hey, I'm really excited to have you on the show in about an hour's time. This is the kind of stuff we're going to be covering. Just wanted to do your personal message. Now, on top of that, I'll also have a whiteboard with their name on it. So I know they're going to open it. I don't put any (laughs) copy in the email. Right. It's just literally person like for for example for you, Darla, it'd just be quick personal video for Darla Powell. And that would be it, and, and then you click the link, and then you go, "Oh, it's actually a personal message, not something yeah, so that's I open automated." It. Right? Yeah, I, exactly. I've had that
1: before. I've had guests pitch to be on the show that do that with a message. They're holding up a sign for Darla, and that, I'll be damned, but they got on the show. Paul, you mentioned something called preframing, and we just kind of we just kind of skipped over it a little bit for the audience. Explain what preframing is.
0: Yeah, pre preframing is probably one the most underutilized tool and secondly the, the thing that if you're not doing right now you are leaving so much money on the table so think about this situation so Darla, if if you if you could have something that would get more people to buy and buy more often and refer more people to buy from you would you want to know what that is uh yeah right that's called preframing okay I've just pre-framed you by asking that question.
1: Oh, okay. So, are is, is, is that the similar to softening me up and building yeses? Uh,
0: yeah. So, so one thing that we like to talk about is micro-commitments. Okay. okay. So, if you uh, we've done quite a lot of stuff in the webinar space. So, one of the things that I learned is you want to be getting people to say yes 150 times in about 90 minutes, which Sounds like a lot, right? Getting a yes every 30 yeah. seconds.
1: <laughs> yes, as we'll, I say
0: yes and yes and as yes. You yes. Say, as you say yes. <laughs> could, could, but but it makes sense, right?
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, right, you yes. see? Good, good a- on exactly.
0: you. Exactly. It's so, it's so easy to do when you naturally start to put it in, in conversation. And you use certain phrases, certain language patterns, and you can do this whether you're having a back and forth conversation over SMS, whether you are back and forth over email, you know, that first email that goes out, instead of just going, hey, thank you for downloading our catalogue to find out about our prices, go to blah, 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 (laughs) blah, blah, right? How impersonal is that? We don't live in that world anymore where the consumer has the power. So, like, the first email might just be, like, for for me, quite often I'll just say, hey, uh, appreciate you being in our world. What business are you in? Mm -hmm. That's it. Nothing else. And they're like, <laughs> is this automated? Is it not automated? And here's the thing with the email, quite often I'll I'll give it 15, 20 minutes because mm-hmm. naturally no one responds on email straight away after you download something. Yeah, that's true. You, you've got to think about the natural patterns that people are going through. SMS wise, it might be more of a hey, this notification just came up, said that you'd downloaded this thing. So I want it to have the conversation. So then when we're using preframing and micro commitments, You can start embedding that into the language patterns that you're using throughout the process. So, one of the things that we use, I read the book Never Split the Difference by Chris Sposs, who he used to be an FBI hostage negotiator. And one of the things that he used in negotiation all the time was would it be unreasonable to consider? Right, right, right. right. You know, I read that before. You're not asking for a yes, you're asking for a no. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so, one, one, that we've started using a lot more that's very similar, but you're always getting buy in. Is would you be a game? <laughs> so, okay. so, you know, like, and you may have noticed in the, uh, I'm not sure if I put it in the outreach to you or not, but it may be something like, hey, hey, Darla, lo- love, love the Wingnut Social Podcast. Would you be against having more guests on the show? I'm not even asking for <laughs> us to be on the show.
1: Right. That makes me feel some kind of way. So talk to me about the psychology of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you're like, well, no, we wouldn't be against having more people on the show. Okay, cool. So <laughs> would would you be like, great. W- would you be against someone sharing with your audience about something that's increasing referrals and doing this and doing that? No, I wouldn't be against that either. Oh, great, cool. So when can <laughs> we book in? <laughs> so what is it like reverse psychology? What what is the, What is the thought behind that? so it's it's about the defensiveness that comes up right so think about when you were a kid well think about as a as a parent right when when you were a kid what what were you always looking for from your parents you wanted them to say what yes or no
1: yes all the time
0: yes 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 so you're always looking for the yes yeah how hard did you have to work for the yes uh
1: amazingly hard All right, guys, by now you're familiar with Desi Cresswell, right? She's an amazing coach. She's an award-winning interior designer. And now she's a life and business coach for us, for the interior design industry. And her amazing course, how many times can I say amazing, Out of Overwhelm, just launched on July 13th. And it's a three-month group coaching program with weekly calls, Tuesdays at 12 p.m., central standard time. Yes, we're bucking the system. No Eastern standard time there, you rebel Desi you. And these are going to be with Desi, where you're going to have the opportunity to be coached live while learning from watching your peers get coached. And I have to tell you, Desi and I had a session on, you can see see it, it's still on the wingnut social IGTV, where Desi, man, she dug in. And I'm not going to say it was the most comfortable thing I ever went through, but it was incredibly helpful. And you can see how skilled she is at getting the juice out of you getting the pain points and helping you and walking you through it. So this group is for you if you're overwhelmed and stressed or if you're burned out and want a solution that allows you to grow your business or if you're just stuck in a rut and you need a new approach, go to desicresswell.com forward slash coaching. You will not be disappointed. She is amazing. And head on over to the wingnut social Instagram and check out just you get a little sample, just get a little, little sample of her genius and how good she is. Again, that's DesiCresswell.com forward slash coaching.
0: Right. Imagine if you were a kid. Yeah. Right. Imagine, go back to your childhood now, and then imagine you'd reframe that, and you said, Mom, would it be crazy if I had one sweet? <laughs> no and no, then no. so kids are amazing at creating this buy in and pre-framing and commitment right so what like at, the, at that point you, no okay you can have one okay great and then then you get to get to the sweetie jar and, and you take your sweet and you say mom yeah <laughs> i noticed these two are stuck together would would it be would you be against me having having two cuz they're stuck together <laughs> and no okay cool you can have you can have two right so there was two principles that we used there. The first one being, you did the first sell, right? So the first sell was a very small commitment. Would, would it be against having one suite? Right? You wanted two, but if you asked for two, you wouldn't have gotten on. You would have gotten on. Right. So then you upsell your parents <laughs> to say, I want another one, right? right? So then at that point, then what did I add at the end? So it's easier because they're stuck together. So I it because... Because there's a psychology behind adding in a reason. doesn't matter if the reason is a stupid reason. So in the <laughs> book, Robert Cialdini's Influence. So Robert Cialdini wrote the book Influence. And in there, there's a study around making some copies. Right. So this guy stands in line and says, can I skip the queue? And it, and people are like, no, no, no. And then they tested it with, can I skip the queue because I need to make some copies? It was like, well, what else <laughs> would you be doing? <laughs> but the compliance rate rate went up like ninety percent. Wow. Okay. Because there was a because, huh? Right. So so right. when when you add a reason behind things, and we do this all the time in in conversational copy. So the first sometimes uh, I'm just trying to think of a, a best example. Like I've experimented a lot on how I get someone's phone number in in for example, like Messenger. Right. Okay. So if I just say, "What's your best phone number?" Sometimes that works sometimes that's the best thing for that audience. But I'll split test loads of different things. So it might be, what's your best phone number so you don't miss out on this? Or what's your best phone number so we can send you access to this?
1: Right. I do that with a podcast. I'll say, what's your best phone number so we don't get disconnected or in case we get disconnected? Give them a reason or a because.
0: And again, you you use that in your conversational follow-up. So one of the things that I saw someone called Amanda Dobson, she's great at some of this these concepts. And one of the things that I saw her do was she'd be at a live event and she'd say to people, here's what I want you to do is, if you want to get all the slide decks from this event and all the notes, just text, I don't know, event name, text event name to this number uh, and then text, sorry, text to this number your best email. So what has she done then? She's got their email and the phone number in one, (laughs) which is so smart. But then then where I would take it further is then I'd wait until after the event and create an automation that I knew as soon as I got off stage that I could create an automation that say, hey, I just wanted to say appreciate you so much being part of that event and um, I'd love to hear more about your business. Whether you're in high ticket sales, whether you're an interior designer, whatever the process is, think about where someone is in the buyer journey. Let's say you've gone to a, gone to an expo, right? I don't know if you could call them expos in uh, markets in America or
1: something, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. markets or yeah,
0: those, those kind of things. So let's say you've gone to a market and, and you've gone, hey, there's this free giveaway going on. Now, what what happens is if you're going to give away something for free, and then then everyone gets bombarded over email and then they don't open anything and then they just go with someone else anyway because no one stood out so yeah. imagine if you could start that those sales conversations with the people who maybe let's say you were busy on the stall at the time you're busy dealing with someone else at, uh, at the time and then someone just entered your giveaway put in the details quick and then walked away now usually you've kind of lost that that sale or you've at least lost a conversation. If you could text each one of those people five minutes later, hey, sorry, I just missed you. Did you want to come back and have a quick chat? Or do you want to, or would you, right? So then alternative close. Would you prefer to come and have a quick chat? Or would you prefer to speak over text? Right. So they have to choose one. (laughs) Right, right. So you oh, prefer to speak over text. Okay, that's great. Cool. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what kind of design needs you're looking for.
1: At what point does the human take over, though? How how conversational is this process?
0: Sure. So it depends on what scale you're at. And we always we always say you've got to look at scale in general, right? So if you're selling something that's $7 mm-hmm. and you're selling a thousand of those a day, you're not going to record a personal video message to every single person who buys a $7 <laughs> product. Because it's it's just yeah. not scalable. However, If someone buys a $7 product and then they go and buy your upsell of a $500 product and then they book in a consultation to speak with you one-on-one, then at that point you go, right, before the call, I'm going to record them a personal video message. So you look at the pipeline and look at the buyer journey where, where someone is and break down each individual step and go, right, which parts of these are scalable, which parts are not scalable? So for example... We we sell a, a challenge with a client at the moment, and if they abandon car within fifteen minutes, they've got a text message to say, "Hey, hey, it's the owner's name. Just wanted to check if something went wrong or something broke. Let me know ASAP, and we'll get it fixed." Yeah, about a twenty percent right. response rate to that message.
1: Okay, I love it. So, and the thing is, with interior designers, we aren't selling seven dollar widgets at all. We we're selling hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes, worth of services and product. So I, I do love that. But I guess, I guess what I'm, I'm asking, I'm really trying to understand, is at what point do we get in there and break the automation and start humanly interacting? Where does the 20% of the, the process come in?
0: Yeah, so if you think about where is most of the legwork, right? It's on that first message. Because if you had to literally be watching your phone all the time going, oh, wow, I've got a new lead. Okay, <laughs> now, now I need to go and text him. Oh, but I'm busy. Oh, you know, you're like, oh, I'm on a podcast at the moment. So I, ca- I can't do that yet. And then, then, wow, the opportunity is gone. So 80% of the work actually usually comes in that first message. Now, if you've got a team, then we'd say, give them a framework of how to guide that sales conversation along and then hand over to you at the right point. So if your, your main objective is to get them to book a call, then you could hand it over to a, a VA sales team Right, where mm-hmm. you say in this response, give them this response, in this response, give them that response. And right. they, you can be a lot more personalized in that way. Because I used to do pretty much like 95% automated. And I realized that we were missing a piece of the jigsaw because, and it's a it's lazy way to do things. I used to think it was the best way to do things, but it's not. It's a lazy way to do things because with the right training systems and processes, you can have human human labor working working on that instead and actually building a mm. lot more rapport and conversation than going like just parroting back what they've said completely right because people yeah. can tell people can tell the difference right. so in interior design you're not working with high volumes so if, if you're listening to this going oh this is good it's going to be hard work stop being lazy <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was gonna say I do like that. You know the the first part, if you have it crafted in such a way, we have an and or choice, and then you can follow it up with the the human factor. And and what I do like about the C commerce is something that we preach here at Wingnut all the time is to be yourself and have a personality and to be conversational and not to be a robot and not just to sell, 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 but actually engage and and develop a relationship with that human being, that real life, flesh and blood human being, and don't think of. As just leads or money in the bank, and you'll find that that makes a tremendous amount of difference. So let me let me give you an example, Paul. So for Wingnut Social, my marketing agency, if someone signed up for my newsletter or they sign or they took our quiz, we have a lead magnet on our website. Which social media platform would be best for you, or, or should you be on? So if someone took a quiz and opted in for that, would that be um, something that would be appropriate to say, "Hey, thanks so much for taking our quiz. I noticed that you fell in on LinkedIn. You know what what seems to be your biggest struggle? or something like that? Or would you like to book a call? What would you recommend to to word for a situation like that?
0: Sure. So sell without selling, right? Yeah. Uh, The the first thing is to build that connection. Uh, So if they've just... The great thing is you're doing a quiz. So you can create a personalized response. So you could create three or four different automations based on their response. So if they came with this outcome that they said, I don't know, it, it might even be based like... What is the outcome based on? Like, just to give me some context, is it based on their income level or something different?
1: Their ideal clients, their voice, what with their business to business, maybe their commercial interior designers, maybe they're more residential, where their ideal client lies. Based on their answers through the the intake, it'll tell them which of the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, would be most beneficial for them in general.
0: Right, so fantastic. So you could take one of those key questions that makes it really personalized. So it might might be something like, hey, thanks for completing the quiz. I saw that saw that you were in the residential interior design space. Right. Um, would love to hear more about what you've got going on, or it could even be, you know, then you test different messaging. So that ending part could be, would love to hear what you've got going on. How's this year going? Just like really, because if you say, how's this year going? I, I saw this from Scott Alford. Uh, who's doing quite a lot of this kind of stuff at the moment, he, he said it's it's better than just saying, like, how's your week going? Because how's your year going? What it does is create something inside of them. Whether they tell you the, the honest truth or not is another question to start off with. Right. However, like, if their year's not going great and they need help and support, that's going to have that innate feeling in their souls where they're going to go, how's your year going? And they're like, yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> or it's spin <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they might come back to you and say to be honest this this year has been terrible you know since covid happened and they, and they might yep. give you absolute war and peace and you're like oh i totally hear and then you take pieces of that right there's something naturally when you're in in a room with someone called matching and mirroring where you know you ma- match that person's body language not in a creepy way
1: voss again yeah
0: yeah yeah Voss and also Tony Robbins is a big advocate of this as well but that matching and mirroring process you can use that in the words that you use so for example let's say you had a customer service issue uh, let's say you've taken on an interior design client you, you've you done the interior design the initial design and they're like, oh my god I absolutely hate it <laughs> uh, and you go okay I, yeah I hear that you don't like it very much I don't no I'm not saying I don't like it very much I'm saying I hate it <laughs> And they're like, you don't, why are you not listening to me? You know, I know you're saying it's terrible. No, I hate it. Right? Because you when you don't and then you can use the same the other way when it's in their positive response. So it's like, oh my god, I absolutely love it. Oh, I'm so glad that you love it. Right? <laughs> Rather than yep. going – and they're like, Oh my god, I feel so understood. Yeah. Yeah, what what's making you feel so understood? Right? right? Don't you so you don't go say, so What 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 makes you feel like I know what, what you're thinking? because then they're like no i didn't say you knew what i was thinking i said i felt understood right so like I, and when i say parrot, parroting back right if you're just doing it in an automated way where like thank you yes and then you repeat everything that they've just said then that's just weird cuz naturally we don't do that but it small in conversation so for example look when when i'm doing my own podcast sometimes if someone said something to to me and they've made a point I will I will look at how can I use their wording and their phrasing before I expand on that point. If you've gone, hey, so I'm doing this quiz, right? I'm not gonna call it a survey. I'm gonna call it a quiz, because you've just told me you've called it a quiz. So otherwise we're not aligned. So whatever process you're going through, whether you're automating it or you're doing it human to human, like use the phrasing that they've they're using because that 's what naturally is going to bring people in and create very quick rapport with someone else where they 're like, "Oh my God, this person just gets me
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it, and that 's true and it seems it seems almost intuitive, uh, but a lot of people don 't won 't do that they 'll just insert themselves into the conversation and ignore the other person, not hear them, so that is excellent advice, Paul, is there anything that I have forgotten to ask you about conversational marketing here before we get into the what up wingnut round that you think that the listeners need to hear
0: here's a, a key part is the mm-hmm. fortune is in what do what do, do you do you know this one dollar i do not the fortune is in the follow-up right so that's what it's all uh all about and so we talked about like that initial conversation right so someone downloads your brochure or fills in does he quiz or whatever you send them a text message immediately what happens if they don't respond <laughs> You just <laughs> just give it, give up. <laughs> womp, womp. No, no, you wait 24 hours or like you maybe message them on a different platform because everyone's used to different platforms. So some people will always respond to emails. Some people just like, oh, I've got another email in my inbox. I'm only re- responding to SMS. Now, you might then wait 24 hours and I'll send another text message to say, hey, just, just checking in from a message yesterday. Just wanted to see if you need any help super simple or yeah. it, it, it could be recording a personal voice message right a voicemail drop so i i used to put these in with my abandoned carts. so uh we, we i'd do a I i'd do a real like psychology flip kind of one so they'd abandon the car on this uh 47 product and basically they get a voicemail drop after 15 minutes it's like hey it's paul from fire ccom I noticed you didn't uh, finish the order, so there's probably a few reasons why. Number one, a robber stole your laptop. If so, hello, because I don't know why I'm speaking to you instead. Number two, you probably don't trust who we are. So whatever you do, don't go ahead and Google Amplify Seacom, because I'm, I'm really <laughs> scared about what you might find. Any Anyway, if you do need anything, uh, just email Paul at and, and we'll help you out. appreciate you. Have a great day.
1: Love it. I love it. And I, lo- I love that it shows your personality too. You definitely have a sense of humor. And if they're your tribe, that that is going to get them hook, line, and, uh, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah.
0: A 7% conversion rate on that offer. Nice. <laughs> on the front end from cold <laughs> traffic. So uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome. I say that, that was the other thing that I say. Follow-up. Fortune is in the follow-up.
1: Fortune is in the follow-up. All right. That is very important. And I have to tell you that sometimes I get so bogged down in emails and, and things that a, a couple of those fortunes fall through the cracks. So that is a terrific reminder. So, Paul Ace, now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round?
0: Boom shakalaka, yeah, I am. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut.
1: All right. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be?
0: It would be Wow. <laughs> and the reason because yeah hashtag wow because we're all about customer wow right customer experience and also it's not just it's like how could you create wow in your own life how, how do you it would either be that or leverage the other that the other word is leverage i'm obsessed with leverage uh, <laughs> it's just like how, how can i create automations how can i create strategic partnerships how can i get paid without doing the work
1: oh i love that last one i'm all
0: for it I love them all, really. Uh, How can I get paid by going, hey, so-and-so meet so-and-so?
1: Yes, that's ideal. And I have actually started to trickle into that too with Wingnut because we don't do a lot of website work. There's something we specialize purely in social. Well, not purely. We do do some one-offs on the side, but we are social first agency. And I have referred a lot of our clients to a terrific website designer, uh, a couple of them. And, um, you know, it works out really well for us. Second question you're stuck on a deserted island and can have only one of your favorite foods. What's it going to be? Steak,
0: because I can cook it differently every night.
1: (laughs) I love it. That's a good one. What's your favorite cut of steak?
0: The best steak I've ever had was a filet mignon. Ah, well, yeah. Uh, So Steak, steak wrapped in bacon. Uh, I haven't been able to top that, top that (laughs) for a long time. That was like when I was 15. So it probably wasn't even that good, but at the time it was really good. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually a sucker for a good ribeye. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had an impact on you either personally or professionally.
0: Can I have more than one?
1: Uh, Well, okay. For you, I will. Yeah. You're building another yes. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> the first book I ever read that really changed the way I thought about entrepreneurship was The Miracle Morning. And that was by Hal Elrod. And that that's something that's like how to create this morning routine where you set yourself up for the day i actually like kind of call mine a miracle evening now which sounds a little bit rude but it but it's not uh but it's very much about like a plan out your intention for the next day completely so when you come in in the morning it's like it's all laid out ready to go i've even got integrations that set up an automated video that pops up on my computer at 6 45 a.m every morning with my mind movie of all the things that I want to achieve in life. I don't even have to think about it. So set yourself up to win. Uh, and the other one is uh, The Road Less Stupid. <clears throat> so for anyone who <laughs> is a brilliant book by Keith Cunningham and for anyone who is is in the operational space or that CEO space, right? If, if you really want to think about better questions and better thinking time, then like read that book. And I'll, I'll read that about, once a quarter, at least two times a year, uh, and that is all about like asking questions about the causes, not the symptoms. Because so many times it's like, why am I not making enough money? It's a stupid question to ask, <laughs> right? So it could be right. because you look at the lead indicators instead. So you go, okay, uh, what wouldn't need to happen for me to make that in in sales? And then you work backwards from there and go, okay, well, why are we not getting enough of that piece? Why are we not getting enough lead flow in the front end? What we do we need to change in that respect? So work backwards from the end goal, and then you get to a cause instead of a symptom.
1: I love it. All right. Paul Ace, please tell the listeners where they can go to find out more about your services. And I'm definitely going to look you guys up and uh, see about automating some of my wingnut social stuff.
0: <laughs> so you can go to amplifyccom.com and that there's no hyphens or, or crazy stuff in that. And you can see there's some resources on there. We just started blogging. By the time you listen to this, we may have done a lot of blogs. And also, we have just launched a podcast as well, which is called Amplify to Seven Figures. And you can go to amplify to seven, as in the number, figures.com. And uh, we interview seven-figure business owners uh, looking at what is working in their business right now and all that great stuff. So a lot, lot of valuable content out there.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for being a terrific guest on the Wingnut Social podcast, Paul Ace. We appreciate you so much. You have an amazing week.
0: Appreciate you too.
1: Paul had some terrific ideas, don't you think, kids? And he definitely reiterated what we've been telling you off and on through 220 episodes that you want to make it about your personality, the conversation. These are real life and flesh, blood, breathing, living people with wants and hopes and dreams and their own obsessions with Little Debbie Cakes or what have you. You know, their own idiosyncrasies. So, you just don't want to be a, hey, 50% off, act now kind of person. And that goes for your social media, for all of your marketing. Your calls to action should be more of a conversational, personal, how can I help you kind of nature. Now, that being said... This is all a business, and we are here to make some money. So, yes, you want to be conversational and personal and caring and legit and authentic. And if you're not, you might want to consider a different business. Seriously, if this is something that you can't be authentic and conversational about and really love what you're doing, take a deep dive and, and see how you can address it in such a way that you can love what you're doing or handle aspects that you can you love it. So, your clients, when your ideal clients come to you, you're having loving Relationships, you're, you're enjoying helping them and working with them. And I'm saying loving. I sound like a freaking hippie, but you know what I, you know what I mean. This is not you know not not a commune kind of situation. But so at the end of the day, it's a business, and we want to make money. We, so we want to do it in a professional manner. But you want to make your customer feel heard and have those warm fuzzies. In fact, I just sold uh, my Tesla, my old Tesla, because I purchased a new one. And I'll be damned if the company just didn't illustrate my point. The guy was very conversational. He was asking me about the podcast it wasn't just all about business and my my when i'm sitting here listening to him and i'm in marketing and i'm sitting here listening to him and just masterfully doing this transaction and this conversation and and i'm not saying he was doing it in a manipulative say that 10 times kind of way it was, he was genuine about it my instinct was wow what a great company i want to leave them a review what a terrific terrific experience this was selling my car to this company and it was not carvana <laughs> I'll just leave that out there. But anyhow, so you you do want to make your people feel like people, like they're heard, like they're important. And we told you that before, but there's just different ways to go about it. And Paul Ace had his way that he does it with systems and automations. And boy, we know in the interior design space, we are so crazy busy right now that um, a little bit of automation can't hurt. And it's not like you're selling $7 widgets. And so don't be lazy. (laughs) All right, guys, that's it for this week. Make sure you check out Wingnut Premium because that is a behind-closed doors. (laughs) Doesn't that sound racy? Podcast just for premium listeners. You can check that out at wingnutpremium.com. Each week, there's a 10- or 15-minute episode with tips and tricks or extended guest interviews with some extra actionable takeaways to help you with marketing for your interior design business. The first six episodes alone are worth the price of admission for a year because all you DIY solopreneurs out there... are newer with your business or maybe don't have the budget to delegate, having a strategy done, it's a nice outline of how you can do one for yourself. Now, it's not the same as having an expert like ourselves at Wingnut Social put together a fully curated strategy for you, but it definitely is going to get your uh, your big toe in the water to in the, uh, the entry for figuring out what your positioning is, for what your value proposition is, your content pillars, and all that good stuff for your business. And then on top of that, you get a monthly Instagram content planning calendar. Who the hell doesn't want that? And then we have monthly meetings on our Wingnut Social Premium Facebook group. We've had our two masterminds so far. And I'm telling you right now, they're small and intimate. So get in while you can. And before the prices go up, you can get that. It's basically one-to-one attention in those masterminds because they're they're tiny right now. So go over to wingnutpremium.com check that out. You can't beat it with a stick. $14.95 a month. I mean, come on. You spend more than that on bubblegum every month. (laughs) Maybe I do. Do I have a habit? Do I have a bubblegum habit? All right, guys. That's it for this week. We'll see you again next Wednesday. Remember, get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great.
0: You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master.
1: And here's the C-130s coming to get me. They're on to me. It was bound to end sometime. We've had a good run, y'all. I got a new Model Y, and it's amazing. Where was I? Hold on. Diet. Oh. <laughs> Diet <laughs> <Died> Sprite. <laughs> Sorry, Benjamin. Good boy, Mango.